0: Welcome to a very special edition of the Real Features Podcast. This is the annual top ten where we go through the top ten films. We've been doing this for a very, very long time—fifteen something years. Probably only been doing the podcast for a few years, but yeah, it's a big one. It's one of the—we uh, um, count down the top ten of last year. Yes, yeah, sure. We're halfway through the night in the next year, but that doesn't <laughs> matter. We can still go back. You know, the Oscars weren't that long ago. Um, And yes, we're going to start by doing the top ten today, and uh, we've got another episode coming up as well. We're going to do our own version of the real features or boards, which is kind of our own version of the Oscars. But before I continue, I need to introduce my very special guest host. Mm. Guest host, you are my host. Yeah, the other co-host, I guess <laughs> you call it, <laughs> Sam Lavery, Hi. Yeah, you,
1: you? you firing me? Is this how you?
0: <laughs> this is no, how guess, I sort of this tell will- you. For yeah, I just this will be the- ratings, so I figured a public yeah. firing. <laughs> no.
1: This will be the last time you're on here. No, thank you, Paul <laughs> Cookson. This is um, yeah, we've done a few of these, um, even just as a pop-up podcast before we were doing this regularly. Yes. and um, it is the cornerstone, though, of the real features name. This is yes. something you've been doing personally, even before the podcast format. You were doing this, and even just posting them, and it's something you've been passionate about a long time. So it's pretty awesome to be part of it. But also, yeah. I think. Um, for it to be you know spread in the podcast world i think that's a it's a beautiful
0: thing exactly and thank you very much yeah no we try and Mm. and this you know we try and do the top 10 as well to kind of give people we watch a lot of stuff uh, i certainly do um and uh and we try and use this as a way to kind of recap um a lot of people always wonder what's good to watch and this is a good way to sort of give give the highlight package of what are the top you know what are the 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 Cream of the crop for last year. Yeah. Um, we try and keep it relatively spoiler-free. We'll still, it's probably hard not to get into some of them, but we'll try and do that because I people watching this want also to get recommendations and we're not gonna say, Oh, in the end they all die. So you won't yeah. get any of that sort of stuff from us. So
1: or if um, you do slip
0: up, I'm gonna then make up
1: another spoiler and put it next to it. So if you say they all die, but I'll say no, they all live. And just <laughs> so there's two potential spoilers so guessing. i'm going to unspoil the spoil yeah which in its own way might anyway we're overthinking <laughs> this. i can see we we're we're all also... just try not spoil it
0: <laughs> it's also a very prestigious event and we both dressed up in our finest tuxedos who are you wearing today as well sam
1: uh i'm wearing tajay and um <laughs> Who are you wearing? The Melbourne Demons. Melbourne Demons hoodie. Yep. Dressed up very (laughs) much. And we're both wearing the same blue light glasses like total nerds to stop those rays going to our eyes at night. (laughs) Whether or not it works or not, we'll see. (laughs) Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right, well let's do this. Damn let's it. do it. So yep. what have we got? Number 10. Let's get straight into it.
0: Yes, number 10's a bit of a different one. I've gone with uh, a horror film uh to start off, which uh yeah, uh, Malignant. Uh this is a James mm. Wan one, so you would know from uh he did The Conjuring and The Saw and all that sort of stuff, but um yeah. Um, Number 10, uh, it's stars, no one's super well known. Um, So the plot for those who haven't seen it um, is essentially someone who's paralyzed with shocking visions of grisly murders uh, and is tormented at, as and as her torment worsens, she discovers that these waking dreams are in fact terrifying realities. Um, mm. It's a quirky one, um, great twist and ending, which we, as we said, we're not going to get into. But that was kind of something that I thought was really cool. The twist was, uh, yeah, a bit different. But um, don't think you've seen this one. Is that right? no? Yeah,
1: no. But I'm a fan of James Wan. So yeah, I will have to.
0: I think he's, he's now got his own production company. So he kind of just, uh, you know, I think he green lights a lot of them and uh, don't know how many yep. actually, sometimes he doesn't, I don't know if he even looks at them, but this one was, yeah. he did, he write and direct it, I believe, uh, sorry. Uh, no, yes, he did the story, even did the screenplay, but he directed it. Um, yeah. Yeah. For horror fans, if you're a horror fan, it is pretty gruesome. It's pretty full on, um, but, uh, you know, definitely very dark um, pacing of it is really cool. Um, nice and twisted. So, again, if you're a horror fan, yeah. uh, definitely one to watch. I think it was quite good, yeah,
1: yeah, and sneaks in for number 10. It does, in a horror in the yes. top 10. There Absolutely. you go, yeah, <laughs> very good. Yeah. Um, number nine, we've got licorice pizza or pizza, however you want to pronounce it. <laughs> um, Paul Thomas Anderson, oh. who honestly. One of the like debatedly, like people debate that he could be one of the best directors alive at present. Yeah. Just yeah. everything he puts out is amazing. Is. Um he wrote it too. Um yeah. the cast is pretty jacked. It's got some, you know, Bradley Cooper, um, Sean Penn, Alana Haim. It's also got Cooper Hoffman, who is Philip Seymour Hoffman's son.
0: Yeah. Which it's- is pretty cool. He was almost one of the highlights. I mean, him and, yeah, yeah, I mean, um, Alana Haim, who I didn't know much about, but apparently, yeah, she's, uh, I don't know, she might be fairly well-known. I'm not aware of the band called Haim uh, that she's in, and I think she's more of a musician. But, yeah, her and uh, Hoffman nailed it. And it's funny, I was watching this film and... I was like, geez, that guy has a lot of Hoffman fights, <laughs> not knowing. <laughs> I'm like, wow. He's like, yeah, just looks like him, has the same yeah. stuff. And then sure enough, looked it up. And yes, it is absolutely his it son. Is. And the tie-in as well, because obviously Phil Seymour Hoffman, he was in um, Thomas uh, um, uh Boogie Magnolia. Nights as well. Oh, and, and, Mag- that too. and
1: Magnolia too. Yes,
0: of course. Yeah, good call. Yeah. So there you go. Mm. He's... Uh, with that, to his son but he, he nailed yeah. it it was great he did yeah. yeah that
1: was definitely yeah one that you it wasn't a um you know a charity role he he killed it yeah it very good definitely. um but just the plot i mean the story of alana kane and gary valentine growing up running around and going through the treacherous navigation of first love in the san fernando valley in 1973 and it definitely has that kind of throwback kind of feel to it it's that like high they capture that energy so well, they like the, the kind of like the crush and just how it develops. And um, yeah, and the the characters are very original. So um, Gary Valentine, who's played by Cooper Hoffman, he's a 15-year-old child actor. Um, and then, yeah, he's, uh, he, I guess he has a crush on Alana Hames' character and just yeah. like, get together. And then randomly takes some really weird twists too. Yeah, that's it does. very not that standard to a to a story, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I I really enjoyed it. It's kind of one of those coming of age films, but it's um, yeah. It didn't. You didn't really know where it was going.
0: No. Yeah, it was really well written, which is no surprise. uh And like you said, just a very original story. I mean, you know, a love story that's just like just doesn't follow the this the standard format it's just had so many so much character development and you know yep. interesting like yeah it's um yeah very well acted and the script was great and and shot It definitely gets that 70s feel in it as well and yeah like you said all the cameos that pop up as well just randomly oh, like man. for not huge roles but yeah Penn and cooper all that sort of stuff it's uh, yeah. the cooper it's um yeah it's a great one yeah no, yeah.
1: really cool film. So, yeah, that is a, definitely a, a good inclusion. Yeah. Um, and one, yeah, if you haven't seen it, that's definitely a, like, it's a really cool different film. Something different, which I like. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. And number eight we have, uh, this is a bit different as well. So, I've gone with an Indian film and this one is called Siddharth Yudhan. Um Nailed it. Yes. Uh, hopefully, i pronounced it right. <laughs> um, uh, so... There was actually a big year for Indian films. There was three in particular that I thought were really good this year. Um, and I know you've seen all of them, Sam. So you mm-hmm. could probably comment yep. on them. But this one probably stood out. I had this one, uh, I think it's called uh, Jai Bim and sh Shush, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh Uh <laughs> If you look those up, you'll probably... probably Dude, no one even knows. It
1: sounded like you sneezed on that last one. (laughs)
0: Um, This was the pick uh, for me, Jasp. The other one's really good. and Almost got got in the top 10. But um, this one, all based on true stories, this one was about... And I didn't know much about this. And this is part of the hook for me. Um, It's about the Indian revolutionary Yudaham Singh who better known for his assassination of Michael O'Dwyer in London. So apparently there was a massive massacre uh, in India in 1919, when they obviously British were trying to do the rule there and to try and keep essentially the people from rebelling. They were doing a peaceful rebellion and, um, and by that, I mean, they were in massive numbers in a town square, essentially kind of praying and protesting. They didn't have any weapons. They were, Most of them were sitting down, all that sort of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But they were obviously um, pushing against, uh, in a public protest against the British rule. So um, to set, a, a, I guess, a standard or, a, um, uh, you know, I, I guess, try and strike a bit of fear into them... Uh, they made the the pretty full on call to go essentially get the London uh, British troops to line just essentially walk into the public square where they were being quite peaceful, uh, mm-hmm. and just now like just mowed them down. Um, and this is women, children, and everything. So it is a it's full on. Um, yeah, but this guy survived it. Um, and he went to London again. This is all based on true story, and uh, and essentially went undercover um, to find the guy who who pulled the order on this and assassinated him. Um,
1: wow, that's brutal. So cool.
0: Yeah, it's brutal. That look, it's a three hour film. A lot of the Indian films seem to be quite long, um, but it's it starts a little bit slow, but it's really disjointed. It kind of shows. Um, him going over there, the build-up to the assassination, and then it kind of time jumps a little bit. So it's almost uh, a yeah. film in different parts. And the last yep. part is full-on because that's where you actually see the massacre. Um, yeah. Um, it's, yeah, pretty powerful. While it's an Indian film, a lot of it actually is in English because a lot of it does take a place over in England as well. Um, mm. this, the, the main actor in it, uh, I think it's uh, Vicky Kashal. Uh, for sure mm-hmm. um he is great in it he is yeah absolutely nails it uh the role as well but yeah full-on in, in a role that uh again we wouldn't probably know that much about but probably in uh if you are of indian descent it's probably a big one for you guys so um the other crazy thing is you know this happened uh london yeah british obviously did this to uh india when especially it's such a relevant topic with you know what's going on in the world at the moment and stuff like that. Yeah. Um invading but obviously you see the the press on that and yet you know england did that back then and and, uh, i don't think it you know really received the the public attention that you know it it does if it's you know obviously non-western countries invading so and the other crazy thing is i don't believe england's actually apologized still or you know kind of acknowledged or, or apologized to this day so it's full on Full on film, but definitely. Yep. Yeah. But very
1: well made. Yeah. It sounds compelling. I mean, I haven't seen it, but it, it does sound compelling. It's almost like a Munich revenge like yeah. storyline going on there. Absolutely. Something horrible happens and then this guy survives it. And, but it's, it's true, which is, um, which I guess Munich was too. But, um, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Full on, man. One Absolutely.
0: On the and the other two films as well, I definitely recommend um, without going into Can too you, much. Can you um, read them again? The other two films? <laughs> You're a <laughs> son of a... Uh, well, I'm going to give this a bit of a crack because so I need to say which film it is I'm talking about. But yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, Jai Bim. I think that was the easier one of the two. Um, pretty sure this was the one about the lawyer who actually did a lot of pro bono work. Uh, There's a lot of police corruption and he stood up for a lot of like the, the people and changed a lot of laws over there, stood up for a whole bunch of stuff. It was like full on um, like police brutality over there. So that's a, a good one. The other one, and this is the tough one. It's going to sound like I'm sneezing again. Uh, It's spelled S-H-E-R-S-H-A-A-H. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Feel free to write in and tell me how I've said that wrong. But uh, yeah, this one's about a war hero uh, in India, uh, I think in the war against uh, Pakistan. Um, and, yeah, he did some pretty incredible stuff as well and led a lot of the um, outnumbered sort of stuff. He's was just like his bravery was insane. Just like, yeah, pretty much throwing his body in the line in crazy situations. And, yeah, was was, uh, yeah, another great film. So wow. a couple there uh, if you're into uh, cool. foreign films. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: That's very cool, man. Mm. But now on to number seven. Another true story too, this yes. one. The House of Gucci. Or Gucci, however you want to pronounce <laughs> it. Um, I watched this the other uh, only about a week ago. Um, yeah, I just think I really liked it, man. And Ridley Scott directed it. Yeah. And um, yeah, story and screenplay by Becky Johnston. Yeah, I didn't. Re- I had no really backstory to the history of Gucci and and everything. So I kind of went in really not knowing much about it at all. Um, But man, it is—it's a pretty crazy story, and also what's crazy, just actually, I'll go into that later. I'll bring that Mm. up after, but um, so really, it's a a sensational story of murder, madness, glamour, and greed, and um, it's got Lady Gaga in it, who I thought was excellent, man.
0: Yes, she was really good. She's getting better um, as an actress. I was a bit yeah. funny. Oh, here we go. There you go. Trying to act and stuff. But yeah, she's actually yeah. coming along quickly. For some of the other yeah. people who... Yeah, musicians who try and have a crack at it. So yeah, kudos to her. Uh, she nailed I, the role. I was actually
1: yeah. yeah, pretty impressed. But one thing that you will notice that happens is that... Um, she generally surrounds herself with really good actors. Not that that's probably mm. on her, but she is in the times that she has acted so far. I mean, the, oh. the biggest one is that Bradley Cooper yeah. one. He's a great actor. But Adam Driver opposite her, um, I mean, he's a sensational actor. Yeah, he's um, awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Jared Leto, Jeremy Irons, Selma Hayek, El Pacino. Like it is a gigantic cast. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And it's, it's question John. for you
0: What did you think of Jared Leto? In it.
1: Dude, I didn't even know it was him for most really? of it.
0: Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was good. I thought sometimes his accent was a little bit, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, because I really, really went in without.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, he's pretty amazing. But I, I just went in without knowing any. Like, I didn't. I barely looked at the cast. I, I think I knew yeah. Lady Gaga was in it, and that was it. Yeah. So because of all the makeup and everything, but um, yeah, it was very cool. And just quickly on the plot. Um, So when Patrizia Reginini, this is my turn to bugger up things, Reginani, I think it is, (laughs) an outsider from humble beginnings, marries into the Gucci family, her unbridled ambition begins to unravel their legacy and triggers a reckless spiral of betrayal. And Mm. um, yeah, it's just a really, I I found it, I guess, because I went in with such a blank slate and not really much expectation on it. And I really enjoyed it. Um, It is a long one, two and a half hours, um, yeah. but I didn't find that too challenging. I thought it, it flowed pretty well. What did surprise me though, Paul Cookson, was yeah. that it's got a pretty low IMDb. Oh, really I think I It's even like 6.7 6. 6. or something.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah, that is quite low. Interesting. Yeah.
1: Which I thought it was, it's a much better film in my opinion than that. And I mean, you know, kicking mm. in at number seven, it probably should be higher than 6.7, but yeah. Yeah,
0: that's um, weird. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if people, yeah, I haven't really seen that, read the criticism on that. So, yeah, if you. I'm just
1: going to double check that while maybe what did you think about it? And while, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, no, for sure, it, but um,
0: sure. Yeah, no, I, I, everything I said, I think uh, I agree with. It's, um, yeah, no, good cast, that sort of stuff. I didn't know really anything about the storyline. So it's crazy to think, yeah, one of the biggest brands and all the crazy infighting and, and the family mm. and, um, yeah, what ended up. Uh, you know, they they built this and then how little ties they kind of have, and uh, with, with the oh, uh, brand dude, in the now. end, and, it's um, like bugger all, literally yeah. no family members. But so, and just, um, yeah. I mean, the fact that Tom Ford, uh, was essentially the brains of elevating him into what they are now, and then obviously he's yeah. gone on to do his own thing and even made some great films as well. But, um, yeah, yeah mate, yeah, very, uh, yeah, crazy, huge cast, yeah, good script, yeah. I was yep. battling between okay. this and Duel, uh, Ridley Scott's other one, The the Last Duel. Yep. Um, I had yep. The Last Duel in there and then I watched this and I, I kind of put it back out. But um yeah, Last nice. Duel was good too, I thought, yeah. even though both films I think really was a little bit frustrated with the um, the amount of people who have gone to watch these in the cinemas and kind of had a crack mm. at people, especially The Last yep. Duel got Savage. But um, I think this yeah. one did a bit better because it came out in the streaming. But, um, yeah. 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 I thought and it was a good quality by I- yeah, yeah. double
1: checked it. Six point six, so low Six. 6. six. Yeah,
0: I was dropping. Which I
1: thought that is um, yeah, pretty low. But anyway, yeah. it's still it's a very good film and definitely worth a watch. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, cool. Nice. Number six. Number
0: six. Um, this uh, should come as no huge surprise because it won the best picture of the Academy Awards. Not that, that we let that influence us too much here at Real Features, but... Uh, well, it's number six, so...
1: Yeah, I guess it hit. does, but... <laughs>
0: yeah, Well... But it's Coda. Um, this is, of course, the one on uh, the, chi- the Child of Deaf... Adults, that's what CODA stands for. Um, this is, of course, the one on the child of deaf family, uh, who actually played by a legit deaf family as well. Well, not family, but they're all deaf actors and actresses, which is kind of cool as well. So um, Ruby is the main person. That's the character played by uh, Amelia Jones. Um, also stars Troy Kotzer who won the uh, Academy Award, I think, for um, uh, support. Um, and uh, a few others uh, in there who are fairly uh, unknown, but uh, yeah, I, I think that's the thing. this cast, sorry, the, the rest of the plot is that uh, the family uh, have a fishing business and it's threatened, and Ruby's essentially because she is the only one in the family that can actually hear the rest of deaf. Uh, so they rely on her a lot to essentially keep the business afloat because as they go out in the boats and they fish, they need someone there that essentially can help them listen out to alerts, listen out to radios, all that sort of warning stuff, which is uh, obviously a pretty major challenge. And it sort of shows just, yeah, an interesting take on that sort of stuff. But also she's a teenager going through school and she has ambitions and has a real talent in music. Uh, Her teacher sees that and is trying to nurture that and really give her an opportunity. But that's the pull. It's, you know, is it family or does she go and do career because she knows the family business is going to struggle if she doesn't do that? So that's the plot. It's probably, uh, I think you said it best, it's probably not a super original plot. I think we've probably yeah. seen that before. Um, yeah, my quick take on it, I guess, is I liked it because I thought the characters were quite interesting. I thought the actors were really cool in it um, and quite charismatic for, especially Troy. Um, yeah, I, I thought they were all, all very charismatic and, and they the the humor in a topic uh that yeah was led with a lot of yeah um, sign language and that sort of stuff um really well portrayed i thought and that's what yeah i thought made it kind of a a really cool full-on topic but also very light and uh yeah yeah,
1: yeah it cool. was like it was a you're right it was a great mix of like something that's very human and very um raw and, and but also great insight because like not many people would know that how that situation even functions in in society and to see a family function like that and get that insight. But yeah, the comedy was a huge driver of it, I thought, and just made it quite enjoyable and, and um fun. But it really was and you kind of alluded to it, but the storyline is really just like the vessel to kind of you know, show all these other things. Um yeah. but the yeah. But the actual um yeah, I guess like because there's there's stuff like in it almost like you know how she her passion is singing, which is obviously something that's purely based on sound, yeah. so that kind of cruel irony in that, yeah, um that her family can't even really hear her passion um so there's it's definitely got some sad moments, but it is it's kind of a it's, it's a really, good point actually it's yeah. yeah, it's heartwarming and it's um yeah, it is a really well made film though it's very well made it's yeah.
0: You know, that's such a good point, actually. Like, that, yeah, the fact that, yeah, singing and you see them go to the concert when she's singing, and they have no, they actually don't know if she's good or not. So they don't know if it's yeah. worth sacrificing their business to, but, or is she not that good? And she's kind of just saying it. So they just don't, yeah, they're just kind of not sure. It also has almost little Miss Sunshine type vibes where it's sort of yeah. like that kind of comedy yeah. where it's not a like kind of well written, good characters, but not, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: And it's very like, it just, how the family operates and they've just, it's so authentic. It comes across as very authentic and gritty and, and real, which I think they nailed, which is why, you know, they yeah. got some academies for it, especially for the, you know, Troy Kotsua for yeah. the, um yeah, supporting, like he was awesome.
0: He was. Yeah.
1: That, so no, right. Very good film. Yeah. Um, The next one though, is probably a very, it's a very good Ooh. film, but not as uplifting as uh, <laughs> that one, which is Nitrum. Um, which was an Australian film um, based around um, the Port Arthur massacre and more specifically Martin Bryant and how it led up to that. And, you know, as Australians, this is an Australian podcast, we're all very familiar with it. It made headlines around the globe. It's probably one of the more horrible things that happened in the last whatever, 30 years um, in Australia. But the way they put it together... um, and it was—it's re- really about the events leading up. It's not about the massacre. It's not—you you, barely—it's not really violent. You don't see anything really um, in terms of the actual massacre itself. It's more how we got to that point, and it's once again kind of playing on the family side of things. So it's seeing how Martin Bryant grows up and how he—or they don't even refer to him as that. It's—it's Nitram the whole time, but yeah. Um, yeah, just his family situation, and it's just mental illness mixed in with just not, like, gun laws, obviously, and just and some crazy shit going on that I didn't know about, but it's all true, like, how he just comes into all this money and crazy. stuff like that that happens, and you just go, holy shit, and you can just kind of see it even watching the film. You go, look, this just isn't going in the right direction, even though you know the outcome. Um, it's just, it's crazy, um, and it's a film, to be honest, for me personally, after I watched it, it like stuck with me. Yeah, it was one of those ones where yeah. you watched it and you went, Jesus! Like it was really, <laughs> this is an Australian. You're like, holy shit! Like yeah. so well made, so well acted, but very dark and makes you think about that whole situation.
0: Yeah, really well summarized. You're right. It's um, yeah. I mean, this cleaned up at the Australian Film Awards and for a good reason. I mean, yeah, the acting amazing. I mean, Caleb Landry Jones, who who was the lead in it, um, hadn't really seen him much before, but He was eerie in this role in so many ways. He he displayed that um, sort of darkness and the mental illness that they have in it. And uh, such an interesting topic as well because mental illness is such a a, a big thing now that that we know about. But um, And there's obviously a lot of support networks available and that sort of stuff now. But back then, probably it isn't what it is now. Um, And this guy obviously, you know, suffered a lot. Um, And it's kind of, yeah, I mean, I think... I don't know I mean obviously he should have yeah certainly have had some pretty full on help and probably been in a hospital or something for a long time before that but um you know the way that he was sort of just a ticking time bomb out there um, yeah. I think he was on yeah. some drugs but yeah it was sort of um some scary stuff and some pretty big signs I I mean I didn't like you said we were pretty young at the time we certainly remember it uh what yeah. had happened we didn't know much about it but um seeing this insight it's uh pretty scary and and just yeah. everything that culminated to it. And um shout out as well, I think, uh, yeah, um, Anthony Pallier and Judy Davis yeah. and even NC yeah, Davis, yeah. they they absolutely nailed it in the roles too, all um gosh, that as as the parents just seeing their battle and <laughs> oh my god how damaged they were all that sort of stuff. There that was yeah full on full on. Um yeah. And the last thing as well I thought um that really stood out for me of this is is you know, a film about the violence and that sort of stuff, it seemed really respectful as well to the victims because you see mm-hmm. it alludes to a lot of the the death and the massacre and stuff like that. But you do never actually... I can't remember. I don't think you actually see anybody die. You, you, no. It kind of cuts. No, I don't all. think you, you do. kind of don't... Yep. Yeah, you go into a house and you hear things and you don't actually see it. So yep. um, that's quite interesting. But you still get the same effects. Like, it's still so brutal. Man, You're almost... It's that- almost better yeah it, it
1: does that's like the old horror trick right like it's more yeah. what you can't see it's like in so many of the older films before they got as gory as films are these days it's yeah. more then it makes your imagination work and Absolutely. that can be worse you know yeah. sometimes you're like oh jesus like it's um yeah no you nailed it they um yeah how they did that was as tasteful but it was just it was as you say like i think the key word is eerie um, yep. and yeah, shout out to the director, too, Justin Kurzel. I mean, he yeah, dominated it. Um, but yeah, very good film, very good film, very uh, disturbing, but it was a very good film,
0: absolutely. Yep, definitely. Yeah, um, and something I guess a bit lighter, number four was uh, <laughs> lighter and also pretty full on topic, but uh, it yep. was Don't Look Up. I know this was a mixed one where some people loved it, some people didn't like it because they thought it was all a whole bunch of celebrities getting together and telling us how we're, uh, I don't know, teaching us a lesson. But look, it was a lesson and it was a pretty cool lesson. Uh, um, they did it, delivered it really well, I thought, in a very humorous way as well. So I have um, seen films like these where it is a bit of a drag and, you know, kind of, yeah. But whereas this was so tastefully done, the cast is absolutely stacked. Uh, I guess you get that now with Adam McKay. Or Adam McKay, sorry, McKay. Um <laughs> uh thinking the footy player but yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, DiCaprio, uh Jennifer Lawrence, uh, Timothy Chemelot, um, Ron Perlman, uh, Ariadne yeah. Grande, Joni Hill. There's a lot. Kate, yeah, Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. I thought she was yep.
1: awesome. And Meryl Streep is so good in it too. Yeah, that's yeah,
0: huge. huge. Yeah. I know this. Uh, I was supposed to give the summary on this, but I think, uh, I know this was a, a big film for you. Did you want to give it a, throw yeah, back to yeah, yeah, a bit of a... Yeah, what, I don't why mind. Why do like I mean, it so much? Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, I... Look, it was just... I'm a big fan of Adam McKay, or McKay, as you like to call him. He's, um, <laughs> he does. He makes... He's really... Um, you know, most things he does is, is pretty good. And look, he, he has just, I think, as you say, with the um, plot he's been able to attract a lot of celebrity with it but just to give a bit of an overview it's two low level astronomers must go on a giant media tour to warn mankind of an approaching comet that will destroy planet earth and obviously they're just trying to draw parallels um to climate change and other things um just and it really but i kind of didn't take it as a lecture i took it more as like it kind of just outlines how dumb people are and how we like uh, on any topic, like if we don't really want to know about it as people, we kind of just ignore it until it gets too bad that you can't ignore it. And that's really the message of the film. And it is, and it's also uh, like about the media too. It's a big reflection on how this bullshit mainstream media are and how they operate and they want it to be all nice and wrap everything up in a bow when clearly I mean, in this case, it's not really spoiling anything. The world could end. Um, yeah. you know, there's something that's gonna destroy Earth and they're still trying to like play it down and just make it yeah. happy and fun, the ratings. It. And it's um, a meteor
0: or something, isn't it? That's coming to yeah, Earth, it, I think. It's just the old yeah, yeah, comet
1: is coming and it's just gonna like literally end the world. Yeah. And um and that's where, like, you know, you've got Meryl Streep as the president of the USA, who's awesome. She's got her son in there, um, Jonah Hill, who, yeah, he's hilarious. It's kind of like a, yeah, their they're kind of banter and the weird shit going on between them is really funny. Um, <laughs> Kate Blanchett, I thought, was awesome as, like, the news anchor.
0: Amazing. And um, she's got a bit of makeup on or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, so she looks quite different. But, yeah, her she and does. Tyler Perry, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. They're
1: really good. And then, of course, Leo um you know he's just so compelling to watch in anything like he'll get people get eyes on him everywhere but he, he's awesome in it this is yeah. kind of very flawed guy who gets caught up by the fame even though he thinks he doesn't mm. and won't he does yeah. and he gets seduced by fame and being recognized <laughs> during does. the whole thing which is kind of pretty <laughs> funny um and jennifer lawrence is yeah she's as we know very solid and she's she plays a really good character in it too yeah. And she was pregnant during filming of that too. Oh, wow.
0: I didn't know that. There yeah. Wow. Jeez. But yeah, yeah no, that... I, agree. I think people stop looking at it as, as like it being a, a big, uh, like political thing. Yes. There's, I mean, just, yes, there's parallels of how they're having a go at anti vaxxers, they're having a go at conspiracy theorists, all that sort of stuff. But they do it so well. It's so funny. It's yeah. so well written. Um, and what was a pretty average year for films, I've got to say. Like, I thought this yeah. was, um, uh, yeah, this one was good fun. So, um, definitely, uh, yeah, it was good. I liked it. Yep. yeah,
1: Yep. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, worth a watch. And uh, it went straight to streaming, didn't it?
0: Yes, it did, actually. Yeah. yeah. To Netflix. Yeah. yeah. No, that's Interesting. True. Very big film. Yeah. Absolutely. Um,
1: next up, we're kind of doing a hybrid now because I took over there. So, I'll, I'll introduce yes. this one, but you can jump on cool. there. Yeah. Um, so, next up, we have Dune, which was very cool film, I watched this the other day but I will throw to you on this Mr. Cookson
0: yes, nice, fair enough um, big cast uh, Denny Villanueva, yeah who who is again amazing everything he does is so grand and all that sort of stuff um, massive, massive cast as well, uh, Timothy Shemelot leads it with Zendaya uh, Rebecca Ferguson, Oscar Isaac Josh Brolin, Stellan Skarsgård, Dave Bautista Jason Momoa J- Javier Barden It's huge, it's stacked, Um, it's grand, and that's why this film is so good. I mean, it's based on the classic book. Uh, There was a film, film of it in the past, which I think was done by David Lynch. He tried to cram, essentially, a lot of content into one film and didn't really do a great delivery of it um whereas they're splitting this into three epic films so they're really taking their time with it um and yeah, everything from it's interesting because thomas talked about when he was on thomas miller when he was on uh, an early episode he talked about scaling of things uh, yep. with sunshine you definitely get that with june adjusting yep. so grand the visual effects yep. the uh score by um uh, Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer, yeah, amazing. dude. And you could,
1: um, I didn't see that, like, I didn't know that, but listening to it, you're like, man, this soundtrack is so powerful, and it's like, makes sense. Hans yeah. is very
0: good, he's the best. He is, I think, this is right, it's trivia. I think Hans turned down, even though he had a long run with Nolan, he turned yeah. down, um, uh, Nolan's most recent one that was like, you know, I forget, what uh, it was wasn't, a, yeah, um, I remember, that, um the one with all the twists that it was probably a bit over the top uh, yep. last film with um, Denzel Washington, uh, David Washington and all that sort of stuff. But um he turned yep. that one down to pick June and I think Nolan was a bit pissed at him for doing that as yep. well. But good yep. choice. He nailed this yeah. one. He won the award for it as well. So yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, that was, yeah, really cool film. And definitely, yeah, I can't wait to um for the other two, man. It's going to be huge. And huge. one that I went into with like, not low expectations. I just didn't really... I was just like, all right, I'm going to watch this. And um, yeah, visually stunning. It really yeah. is. It's got a bit of a Star Wars feel to it, which I like.
0: Yes. Um, actually, but, I didn't uh, mention the plot, actually. But yeah, it is yeah, uh, like a should. sci-fi <laughs> type one. <laughs> About a noble family that becomes embroiled in a war for control over the galaxy's most valuable asset. I think it's called the uh, the Spice. uh, and yes. it's, uh <laughs> The Spice. um while its hair uh, becomes troubled by visions of a dark future. So, yeah. very, uh, yeah. But no, it's awesome. Sci-fi, yep. epic. That's what it is. Yeah, yep.
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, really cool. Awesome cast. Um, yeah, they did very well. Yep. And that's why that was number three. Yes. But now, we are getting down to crunch time, Mr. Cookson, because this is number two, and it is Wrath of Man which is a Guy Ritchie film. Guy Ritchie wrote it along with Ivan Atkins, Atkinson and Marn Davies. Um, no surprise here. Jason Statham's in it. <laughs> um, Josh Harnett. Yes. Harnett, is in it? <laughs> <laughs> um, Jeffrey Donovan. Um, but yeah, like this is just in terms of a, um, like kind of a heist film, I guess the plot follows H, who's a cold and mysterious character. Um, Jason Statham's character working at a cash truck company responsible for moving hundreds of millions of dollars around Los Angeles each week um, so really they're just like it's like Armageddon kind of thing really yeah. they're just moving around a heap of money in between locations they're highly trained and armed because there's obviously heists all the time and then it's just a huge heist um, and just the way they kind of do it with um, Statham because from memory his son Um, there's some backstory there that they tie in pretty nicely. Um, But it is, it's really cool. Um, The end scene is just full on action um, and probably a bit more violent and a bit more going on in that regard than a normal Guy Ritchie film, I'd say.
0: Yeah. it's Not much comedy in this one. No, no.
1: Um, But you, and actually you, and on the run sheet, we do have feels like an expanded take on some of the action scenes of films like Heat, um, mm. Which is a really good call because, yeah, some of those gunfights and during the heists and things like that um, are very cool, very yeah. full on, very realistic, intense.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, this, it's. <laughs> yeah uh this i watched this again just to say i was pretty happy having this because uh, i think it was really un. it, it really wasn't um recognized during award season or anything i didn't see any top lists. So i feel like we yeah. remembered the one that was released at the start of the year and everyone else forgot but my gosh this yeah. film is amazing i re-watched it and i'm so happy with it still with its place yeah because um that it's yeah um it's such a film of different different uh, areas as well, because Statham does come in as that uh, undercover or that that per- person who's really mysterious uh, comes yeah. in um, in the the heist, so, well, sorry, the armor guard, like you said, is um, yeah. downplaying his abilities. He's clearly got a weird uh, past that's going on. And then it kind of flashes back and forwards and you see that yeah. um, he is a bit of a hitman type guy his son gets inadvertently shot by another mob who do who are are doing a heist so then he's trying to find who did it so he can go back and yeah um essentially kill them but this all starts to unravel as as the show goes on without giving too much away um and it's just so brilliantly done it's so the pacing is amazing the characters are great um the music it has a similar song that play or theme song that plays during the whole film almost like continuous and it is so amazing it is so dark and just sets the pace of it it's um yeah like you said the action scenes are just so cool and um yeah it is a lot of fun like it is a saturday night one when you just want a great action film with statham just kicking butt but it's got so much to it and one of the most gritty just Very cool um action films. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, very but it's still
1: classy, man. Like it is it's an action film and it's real. but it's still like how it's put together, the dialogue, everything's still really thought out and well put together. It's not a brainless action movie. I watched that latest Michael Bay film, um Ambulance. That is a pile of fucking shit. Really haven't seen it. It is so (laughs) bad. It is so Jake Chillen all signed on. It's just like ugh. anyway this is a top 10 so we shouldn't even be talking about it um but it, don't watch it yeah. <laughs> but watch Wrath of man
0: yeah amazing definitely recommend it it's great yeah for sure all right now number one 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 one, 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 one. one, one. here we go drum roll um yeah oh there it is um you hear that <laughs> <laughs> Uh I've gone well, we've gone with Spider-Man No Way Home. So uh it was probably one of the most popular ones. Uh um probably not so much the awards, but it was a lot of fun. Um so yes, we both equally agreed that this would be number one. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe me more so, but um being a bit of a a comic book fan. But yeah, look, Spider-Man No Way Home, you've probably all seen it by now, let's face it, because it's one of the highest grossing films. It was in the top 10. Um Stars the big cast, Tom Holland, uh, Zendaya, Zendaya, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, all that sort of stuff. But it also, and this is the cool part. So it's obviously a Spider-Man one, um, tied into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So he's hanging out with Doctor Strange, all that sort of stuff. Follows on from the last film, where all of a sudden everybody knows who Spider-Man is. Uh, And then, of course, he then talks to Doctor Strange and says this is affecting himself and his family and friends uh, because they couldn't get into uni and kind of ruins their futures. So Doctor Strange, being the great guy he is, helps him out, casts a spell to try and get everyone to forget that happened. But it uh, messes up because Spider-Man can't shut up during the spell. Uh, And then, good for us, though, we get a nostalgia trip like we've never seen before (laughs) because all the past villains come back Uh, it's not a sinister six six, for all the nerds who know what that is uh, which is a big comic book about six villains that continue to war against Spider-Man there's five of them but it's pretty cool so we get characters from the Toby Maguire film we get characters from the um uh from the Andrew Garfield ones as well uh that includes Jamie Fox the brilliant Willem Dafoe who essentially steals this yep. film as well Alfred yep. Molina um a whole bunch of them so they all come back which is very cool i think we can break this spoiler because it was revealed you know tried to keep the hush hush but it's been out long enough we also get the massive return of Andrew Garfield but we also get out of oh. fight because he hasn't done much for a while Toby Maguire he's back the OG Spider-Man it's yeah. pretty cool and yeah. seeing three Spider-Mans on screen it's amazing um, yeah. I've never seen or I can't remember a film like this where it just is a film for the fans for the nerds um, because it literally hits every nostalgia point the in jokes the, the throwbacks and that's that's just why I love this film. I came I've never been in a film uh, in the cinema where people were literally cheering, gasping, mm-hmm. clapping. Um, it was amazing and and the vibe out of it like coming out of it was just buzzing. it was just and that's why it's my number one because it like when a film does that to you and just gives you such a great high and that emotion and such a great feeling in the cinemas and um, and even the marking to it, they kept this so hush hush. Everyone kind of knew. they edited the trailer they edited like the spider-man out of it like they were and in all the interviews leading on up to it garfield was literally lying and saying no i'm definitely not in it. i'm not in it all that sort of stuff (laughs) um so they did it so well even at the start of the film they have a little clause that says please keep this quiet don't spoil it which we are right now but yeah yeah, we've ruined it but it's been long enough (laughs) yeah exactly
1: yeah Yeah, man i mean that's a a great summation it's hard to top that but Um, I mean, even as someone who like, you know, we allude to this a lot and joke about it, but I'm not the biggest comic book fan um, film goer, I guess, you know, I'm not, it's not my genre of choice. I don't mind a couple of them, but this one is definitely one that's, even for me, I probably, you know, the, the older Spider-Man's resonated with me, the Tobey Maguire, Willem Dafoe. So putting all those ingredients, even for someone like me, who's not huge into this genre, it was still a pretty enjoyable film and really fun, as you say, and just, um, but very well thought out and even down to those little details that you were just saying, like the marketing of it and, and, and things like that, which is genius because that then adds to that experience of when you're in the cinema, which is the whole thing that people, you know, Ridley Scott, Scott and people like that keep crapping on about how no one's going to cinemas anymore. Yeah. It's going that extra mile and doing bits and pieces like that, that, you know, hopefully can um, make that something that people still want to do. So Absolutely.
0: Yeah, And and to kind of tie in those other films, which I think a lot of a lot of the comic book ones are going to start to do, because I think Multiverse of Madness, the new Doctor Strange one's going to do that, and the same with The Flash of bringing back uh, Michael Keaton's Batman, all this sort of stuff. But um, by doing that in this one with the multiverse, I mean, it's almost had it that the build-up to this film has been 20 years. Like, if you think about yeah. it, like all those other films are all of a sudden built to the suspense of this and um yeah look the plot's not like if you break it down the plot's not great i mean spider-man is trying to cure villains of evil like he's trying Mm. to cure them of being like it's it's a weird it's a loose storyline but who like you just don't care because it's just so much fun and um yeah a big like Andrew Garfield as well, he was probably the, the Spider-Man that people would probably, you know, people really like the other two, and they thought Garfield was good, he probably, his films weren't as well liked, but um he almost stole it, like, as well from the Spider-Mans, he was really yeah. good in it, and there's a massive yeah. push, as everyone, all well, the nerds would know, like, there's a massive push for him to all of a sudden come out of retirement and get his third film, because he only got two, uh, and the others yeah. have got three, so... Um, so yeah, he, that was another one as well. And as you said, uh, I mean, all the villains are great. Um, they even de-age, uh, I think, uh, especially Alfred Molina, but, um, Willem Dafoe, holy shit, that man still got it. Yeah. He crushes Amen. this role. Um, uh, yeah, he absolutely steals it as the, the film goes on. Uh, yeah. He's just so evil and just, yeah, he's very cool. He's um, He
1: also yeah. still looks really good. Like, he's almost timeless. He stopped aging a while ago. Like, he's an old dude, but he's kind of just still...
0: Yeah. Doesn't look too bad. He did. And apparently he, like, yeah. insisted to do a lot of the the stunts himself. And he's not a young guy anymore. No. So, like, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Pretty awesome. But, yeah, definitely, I
1: mean, look. As you say, it's one of the highest grossing films of probably all time um, or in that conversation at least. So it's highly unlikely that many listeners haven't seen it. But if you haven't, watch it. Yeah, And that yeah. is our number one.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And the last thing as well, I just saw on my notes as well, which I thought was, uh, I did think about on reflection of it just being a cool, fun film and storyline was a little bit loose. But towards the end, it did actually have some cool stuff where Spider-Man it sort of shows in the end he has a really good heart. And despite all the battles and kind of how it kind of the way the film ends, and again, we won't ruin that, but um, it kind of shows his sacrifice of understanding that you know he wants to be a hero and and what happens to him and his life going forward in the next few films, how it sets that up. But um, yeah, really interesting to sort of show he's such a weird character because he's such a I think people love Spider-Man because he's he's not the um, he's kind of a nerd, he's, he's very relatable mm. he kind of just, he could be anybody who has this kind of, he's awkward and that sort of stuff but he's, yeah, he's kind of yeah, so yeah. kind of realis, realism of him, but yeah, yeah. anyway, An everyday cool. hero, yeah, yeah exactly that's what I was trying to say, yep. yeah Yeah. Exactly. nice, yes. but that is
1: number one and that is a top 10 Paul Cookson, a, that is um, a top 10 a very, I must say eclectic mix, you've yes. got a bit of everything, if we just quickly review that, <laughs> yeah, I mean you start out with a horror <laughs> you've got um, some foreign films in there. Yeah. You've got some love stories. You've got, like, some really dark pieces, like the Nitram. Yeah. You know, you've got... It's really, like, the comedies. um, the Like, Don't Look Up. You know, action. It's really, man, it's a pretty good list. If you haven't been through all those films, listener, I think it's a pretty good one to to go through. Yeah,
0: no, that's good. Yeah, good point. I didn't think of that. So, yeah. Yeah it probably wasn't the best year for films compared to other years i think covid probably delayed a lot of films but uh, i think that i think we're pretty happy with that 10 given what yeah. we saw i think that was quite yeah pretty happy with that top 10 i think it was pretty good so yeah right yeah. in let us know your thoughts let us know if we missed any let us know if you thought any of those sucked and uh, we were completely wrong on it we always like to hear all yeah. your feedback so um but yes thanks for listening and as you said the next one's our award one so this is a bit different it's our oscars we have uh, similar topics, but we also have some very different ones as well. Like um, uh, we, we do both TV and movies. We do worst films and uh, yeah, best docos and, and best lol uh, comedies, uh, as the kids would yes. say, uh, all that yes. sort of stuff. Best action film, uh, sequels, best sequel remake, because so many, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. All that and more yep. you can hear in the next episode. How good. Great.
1: Excellent, Paul Cookson. I can't wait.
0: Awesome you hey.